whilst this next guest on our St. Patrick's Day special has had a number of roles in the league, uh, our next guest, Mike, is known predominantly by NFL fans as a former GM of the New York Jets, leading them to two AFC Championship games in a row during his time there, 2006 to 2012. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, a massive welcome to the show, obviously spending time as the VP of Football Operations with the Miami Dolphins, 2015 to 2018, and you're now a, a front office insider for ESPN. Mike, wearing the green for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. How are you? Happy St. Patrick's Day, guys. Great to be with you. And I'm always invigorated and motivated by people that love our sport from all over the world. And it's so great to be with you guys. Really appreciate you taking the time, Mike, to talk to us. Um, also, we ask every guest, especially from the States, one, have you been over here before to Ireland and uh, any Irish heritage, Mike? Yeah, I don't have any Irish heritage, but I do love chocolate and I do love golf. So I would love to come over to Ireland and I'm always inspired by people like yourselves who love the sport of American football from literally all over the world. And it's so great to be with you guys. Well, we appreciate you taking the time and the sport is growing worldwide. But I suppose we're, we're interested in, in hearing some, some of your stories, I suppose, and getting your insights, Mike, because you have been there and done that. And obviously this week has been particularly chaotic with Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, and the Mac trade. Just from your time working in in um, you know the, the front office, what is it like at this time of year where you're trying to prepare for free agency, but you also have to keep an eye on the draft? How do you go about juggling those? Yeah, that's a great question. It's really a great time of the year, and I think uh, you know uh, what's so great about it is we are trying to, from a front office perspective, compare free agency in the draft. And I think when you look at the Russell Wilson trade, for example, Denver had the ninth pick, and they said, hey, be it Kenny Pickett from the University of Pittsburgh or Malik Willis from Liberty, we think that the best quarterback we possibly could get is Russell Wilson, and we're going to pay a premium for that. And I think we just saw Carson Wentz get traded from the Indianapolis Colts to the Washington Commanders. And likewise, I'm sure the Commanders are sitting there and saying, you know what, the best quarterback we can get is Carson Wentz when we look at the draft. So there's a number of factors that go into, um, you know, those decisions, but you're comparing the draft and free agency together. Mike, we've just, uh, I suppose, just gone past the combine last week and it's kind of returned to the way in which we're used to seeing it pre-COVID. Again, from your time and your experience in the league, how much stock did you put into the combine? You know, a lot of people are kind of, two ways on the combine. It's more so about the pro days and the interviews with the players that really give you a grasp for what players you're interested in come the draft in April. Yeah. Um, so ba basically, it's an important part of it, but it's not the only part. And sometimes it's going to make you go by, back and look at you know some other aspects of a person's game. Like Trayvon Walker had a great workout from the University of Georgia he didn't have a lot of production. So you're going to go back and look at that tape and say, why was the production not there? Um, so those are things that it's a meaningful part, but it's not the only part. Absolutely, Mike. And we've really seen, you know, across this last week, this whole period starting earlier and earlier, Calvin Noy, Giants are really in Capel and they're having to make difficult decisions. And there's so many more examples of this across the league. 
when you were in that position and you had to manage those decisions, um, you know, how much of it was impacted as Rex Ryan as an example, saying he wanted to keep a player at all costs, when sometimes maybe you knew financially that you know that 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 like you know that might not have happened for you because of the finances there. Was there any players that you can maybe recall when you were GM that that you, that you maybe faced that situation with? Yeah, that happens a lot where you know a coach will say I want one player or the other, and I was just used to say like, hey, we got to look at you know all the information. If we extend to keep one player, here's who we can't get. Um, I think a great example of that, guys, is the Rams. You know, they put a lot of money in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Matt Stafford. Um, and therefore, because of it, you know, we're going to have to have a cheap safety or a cheap corner. So the key to it, guys, is, um, you know, making sure that you have all the information and then you make the best decision possible for your team. Mike, I'm a massive Broncos fan, so I'm obviously delighted with Russell Wilson uh, joining the the franchise. But it feels like you know the league has changed a little bit in the last few years, and and maybe some of that is uh, Les Snead and and the approach of the Rams with them going all in, and obviously Brady going to to the Bucks. Do you like what do you think of, of the approach that we're seeing now with teams, you know, essentially kind of going all, all in and 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 trading away draft picks for um, players um, and also just then on the the Russell Wilson trade itself what do you what do you make of that yeah I, again I think it's certainty versus uncertainty and I think if we were you know if all of us were running the Denver Broncos and we had to go play Derek Carr Justin Herbert at Patrick Mahomes six times a year we'd be saying like wow we better go get ourselves a quarterback because without one we have no hope so we're probably paying a little bit more than we want to but it certainly beats the alternative of not having one. Um, Mike, there's a lot of talk this week since the trade that Seattle are in a rebuild. It's kind of a mixed opinion. There's still a lot of really good players there on the offense. Um, there's talk of them at nine trade, you know, taking a quarterback. Um, they're also considered for the Deshaun Watson situation. Do you think it's a rebuild or do you think it's a it's a mixed situation there? Well, I, I think you could win right away. Uh, with the right quarterback. I think Deshaun Watson's a really unique situation. We got to remember that there's a number of alleged victims. You know, there's a civil case going on, uh, a number of civil cases. There could be uh, a criminal case. So that's a very unique situation. But there's a number of teams that could use a quarterback. Deshaun Watson would make that team an instant contender if they could get him. Yeah, Mike, the Jets have the 4th and 10th picks next month under 50 days from the draft. They've got plenty of cap space ahead of free agency this week. Uh, do you think they're going to go heavy in free agency? Well, I think, you know, they could certainly help themselves. I take a guy like Teron Armstead. You know, he's a guy that can help that team right away. You know, they took uh, Elijah Vera Tucker last year. They added Makai Becton. But if they could get somebody like Teron Armstead before the draft, like you said, with those two top 10 picks, they would be – really well served to do that yeah ju just mike i was asking i uh, reflecting on your your time with the the jets and obviously the success in terms of the going to the championship games and reflecting on that and how difficult it is for teams to go to the playoffs and go to championship games i mean we've seen teams say you know green green bay who you know ha have su such great quarterback play for 30 years but like to get over that hump so just in terms of reflecting back on you, on your time, like what are the, the things that stand out to you or, or memories that you you have in terms of building teams? 
I would just say like there was uh, nothing better than winning a game, winning a road playoff game, looking to the person to your left and right and feeling like a great sense of satisfaction. Um, so it's uh, it's one of those things where it's a real privilege and you just try to make your organization a little bit better than your competition. And when you win, there's truly nothing like it. Mike, just want to take uh, this opportunity on behalf of us lads and of all NFL fans in Ireland to thank you for coming on the show, for taking your time at such a busy period for talking to us and wish you all the very best in the future. And hopefully we can chat again soon. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'd be happy to come on as we get closer to the draft and I'm very inspired by your passion and uh, keep up the great work. And I'd be happy to come back on in a, in a few more weeks. If you want to talk about the draft again.